Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It's almost August. I'm sure you know that, but at the same time, me saying it probably made you freak out just a little bit. For most higher ed folks, August means even more work, longer hours, and trying to survive until September. But what if August wasn't so overwhelming? What if there was a way to navigate the beginning of the academic year with a different mindset, one that allowed you to achieve your goals, but in a much less stressful way? Well, to find out how, keep listening. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. This past week during the Institute group call, we were talking about change. And we have folks share what they've done for self-care every week. And we do that because if you value something, you should make sure that you focus on it. We value self-care and want folks taking the Supervisor Strengths Institute to increase how they're caring for themselves. So we focus on that each week to keep it top of mind. Well, towards the end of the call, Alicia shared what she had done for self-care and used it as a beautiful metaphor, and I want to share that with you. It's a brief passage during which she breaks it down herself, but after we listen, I want to expand on that a bit. So here's what Alicia said. One of the things I also want to share, I know we're getting close to the end of our time together today. But going full circle back to the beginning of our conversation about what did we do for self-care? I also did some work in my garden this weekend. I had used marigolds as ground cover last year and they just went insane and were choking out everything else in my garden. And I've known for weeks that I needed to go in and to, to pull those out and to prune them. And I promise this is getting somewhere. I'm not just telling you about my garden. Um, <laughs> but I had built it up so much in my mind that, oh my gosh, this is going to be a process that's going to take forever. I'm going to be out here working. I have two tiny human boys who are not going to be interested in participating or letting me have the time or space to do this. Um, you know, all these things and reasons why I kept putting it off. Finally, I needed some time away again from said tiny human boys. And my partner was home and I was able to go out and do it. And it actually took much less time than I anticipated. And one, I wanted to share that because this metaphor has just been running around in my head all week that I had built it up so much that, oh my gosh, going in and making time to clean a bunch of this stuff out to make space for the things that I care about, again, in this garden, that's going to be so hard and it's going to take so much. And, you know, it's also going to feel like, what do I do with all this stuff that I've pulled out, right? So one piece of the story is it actually took much less time than I anticipated. 
too, when I took the time to do it, I actually gave the things that were important space to breathe and to grow and to actually produce, right? And to to do well. So again, as we're thinking about when we are so choked up with all of these things that keep getting added to our plates, sometimes the things that are really important and the things that we need to be focused on, they're getting choked out and they're not happening and nothing is as good as it could be. And then the third piece of the story to wrap it up is also when I was able to pull all of that, I actually had a coworker who was looking for some other ground cover and some easy plants that they could put in. And so all the things that I was able to pull out, I was able to bring and give as a gift to her. Um, And she is incredibly excited, right? To have these full grown marigolds that she can just plant and they're going to be super easy. And so again, that as we're thinking about our work, not that I'm going to come in and I want to dump all my work on other people, but maybe there's something that we have been asked to do or charged with doing that's choking out the other things we need to do that actually be really powerful and beneficial and a gift for someone else to be able to do something that they care about and they want. And maybe again, that's thinking really creatively about our grad students or our student workers. Maybe there are some things that we can give out as a gift that instead was something that was choking us and bringing us down. So there we go. That's my metaphor. As I mentioned before, our topic for the week was managing or dealing with change. And what Alicia is talking about is internal change. It's about recognizing how the stories you tell yourself can make things feel overwhelming, even the things that if you do them, might very well give you room to grow and be more productive. It's about clearing out things that feel heavy and may not even benefit you, yet you continue to feel like you must do them. So I think her metaphor fits perfectly as a guide to help you refocus your stories and your energy for August. Let's start with her first point, that we often believe things will be harder and take longer than they actually are. This feeling can drive procrastination. I know when I was on campus, I'd think about all the things I need to have finished for RA training or move in, and all of that seemed overwhelming. So I shut down. I did easy things that weren't really helping me focus on what had to be done. And when your energy is focused on thinking about how to do it or how long or awful it's going to be, that's energy that's not focused on getting it done. My strategic often falls victim to this impulse. If I'm not paying attention, my strategic will go through dozens of scenarios to find the quote-unquote easiest way instead of just doing it and getting it done. You may have heard the quote, good is the enemy of great. If you're thinking and looking at the totality of your life and your legacy, sure, let's talk about that. But what needs to be great about move-in? What needs to be perfect about RA training? doesn't it just need to be good enough? For most of what we do, it's better to look at the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle. And that states that 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. Our talents fuel our stories about how blank needs to happen for it to be right. But remember, your talents, your strengths are not showing you a complete picture. Alicia has a ranger. So I can envision 
her thinking through the best way to go about removing all the marigolds in her head over and over again. But again, that best way impulse kept her from acting for weeks. Imagine how quickly she could have gotten it done if she'd just gotten in there and started pulling. Instead, there were weeks of extra marigolds sprouting and growing. And I will add that I was the recipient of some of those marigolds, and they are huge monster flowers. So sometimes you just need to stop thinking, jump in, and start doing. Okay, so Alicia's second point was when you start weeding out the things that aren't aligned with what's important to you or your goals, you're going to see the growth or productivity that you want. Alicia's marigolds, which absolutely have their place in a garden, had taken over. The marigolds were supposed to attract pollinators and keep away pests, but what she really wanted was tomatoes and cucumbers and watermelons. But the marigolds were stealing nutrients and water from those tomato plants, from the watermelons. So by getting rid of some of those marigolds, she was refocusing on her ultimate goal and her purpose. What tasks or duties have taken your focus and energy away from your ultimate goals and purpose? As you're prepping for the fall, what are the things that may feel big and overwhelming, but are really just distractions? I know I literally just told you to stop overthinking and start doing, but before you do that, make sure all you're doing is aligned with your main goals and your purpose. There's so much on your plate, or rather in your garden, that you need to start weeding out the things that are stealing your energy and preventing you from being productive in the ways that you want. You and your team's energy should be focused on the things that will give you that 80% return on your work. Again, remember that 80-20 rule. And you may be thinking, but Anne, what about all the things that make a great experience for students or make my job enjoyable? We can't just always focus on the nuts and bolts of our job. I hear you. And I'm going to take Alicia's garden metaphor just a bit further to help us here. When I first started gardening, I too wanted those delicious tomatoes and a few other select vegetables. It's really all I cared about, so I didn't bother putting in any flowers. In my mind, flowers were a distraction. They were for flower gardens. But the problem is, flowers are important for vegetable gardens. Just like I mentioned before, they can attract pollinators and protect veggies from certain pests and diseases. The first year, I had lackluster production of my plants because I didn't know I needed flowers. So those things that bring joy to you and make it great for students. When I'm talking about aligning your to-do list with your goals, there's going to be some things that you or other folks may interpret as extra, but are actually necessary. And the way that you do this, to avoid the filters of your own talent lenses, is to get together with your team to decide what needs to stay and what needs to go. And the reason you do this is everyone has different talents. So everyone is going to have different thoughts about what's vital. And while that may seem like you're adding things in, you're actually using it to help everyone refocus their energy. Because left unchecked, I can easily come up with more and more ideas because of my ideation talent. And that's absolutely happened to me before. But when I learned to lean into my staff strengths, they could help me identify, hey, there is no reason to do anything new here. The same thing that we did last year is going to be fine. Or 
hey, yeah, Anne, that's a great idea and it's absolutely worth the extra effort to implement it and get a better outcome. And it really varies depending on the situation. I like ideas, particularly my own. So again, left to my own devices, I will always default to let's do the new thing. But that's not always the best use of my energy. Talking through this together gives everyone an opportunity to give their perspective on what's important versus what would be nice, but not necessary. And that's especially important given your limits on time and resources. And leaning into your team members' talents or strengths is a lovely segue back into Alicia's last point. The things that you hate doing and bring you down may very well be the things that could be a gift and bring joy to others. When you know your team, you can better delegate and partner with people so that everyone is doing the job that's best and easiest for them. I've mentioned this before, but I'm that analytic, and I hate anything that requires a spreadsheet. When those tasks are on my to-do list, I feel drained just thinking about them. When I was on campus, I knew I had folks on my team who loved that stuff. They were grateful to do those activities because it's what gave them energy. Plus, they could do it way faster than I could. Likewise, I'm great at coming up with creative ideas. It made way more sense for my coworkers and my team to come get me to brainstorm ideas than for them to sit there frustrated for hours. I know late July and August feel so overwhelming. It's easy to think, gosh, everybody else is so busy. I better just do all this myself. But that is faulty thinking. If everyone feels overwhelmed, then part of the problem is that everyone has tasks that aren't aligned with the things that they do best. That group meeting that I suggested earlier is a great place to have folks swap any duties that aren't really aligned with their talents. Now, that doesn't mean that people are never going to have to do anything that isn't in their strength zone. But the more tasks, including thinking or planning tasks, that can be placed with the right person, the more effective your team will be. When you do all these things, your August can be less chaotic and stressful. Yes, Alicia could have just let the marigolds grow because thinking about dealing with them was overwhelming. And it would have saved her all the pulling energy, but she also wouldn't have gotten the results she actually wanted. And she would have been stressed trying to do anything else in the garden because every time she went down there, she'd see all these marigolds and how they were taking over. So by taking the time to act now, she's less stressed and is going to get a better harvest of the things she actually wants. So now is the time for you and your team to start weeding and realigning what really needs to happen so you get the results you want in August in the fall semester, including having a higher sense of well-being. Doing that now will be the best gift you can give to your team, your students, and yourself. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning you will get an additional 60 minutes of our time and you can use that for more individual coaching, 
a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.